0: Hey, thank you so much for checking out today's video. I'm Pastor Matt. This is Pastor Adrienne, and we pray this message blesses you and encourages you all throughout your week. Absolutely. For any more information on how to be praying with us or to become a part of our community or to give, please head on over to takeovergera.com. Like, when did I become a physical education teacher, Mr. Matt? (laughs) Hey, I'm Mr. Matt. I'm going to be subbing in for... Anyways, uh... Man, Nikki, that was actually, uh, besides for Mr. Matt Park, that was a phenomenal work. Can you give it up for Nikki one time? One of our amazing, amazing core team members here. Oh, man. And come on, how about Grant on the keys back there? Come on. Wow. I'm about to make him stand up here and make me sound super spiritual all day. It's going to be good. Uh, no, nah, you're the man, dude. Uh, what just a sweet morning. Hasn't it just been a sweet morning? This morning was the first time that I woke up and I was like, oh, it's cold outside these covers. And uh, I wanted to stay in there a little bit longer. I didn't because I'm disciplined. Uh, But man, this is sweeter than being under the covers. This is sweeter than any kind of rest that I could provide for myself. This is sweeter than any moment I could come up with on my own. This is sweeter than any movie I could see or concert I could go to. This is a sweeter moment. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we will miss out and we will trade these moments for lesser things. These moments where, man, it just, like Adrian said, that we extend our hands to heaven. We're believing that heaven is extending its hands to us. And there's a sweet moment where heaven invades earth and an atmosphere in a room like this with people who are sold out to one thing and one thing alone the mighty name of Jesus and we will believe the lie that we can get this from lesser things and lesser people but there is no other presence that can offer life-changing atmosphere just thank you so much King Jesus for being in the room And all God's people said. Man, we're continuing our series this morning. Live no lie. Live no lie. Did anybody enjoy last week, first part of it? You're like, Matt, it's been one week. Shut up. Yeah, it's been good, right? Uh, But live no lie. And this morning, we're going to continue this series and we're going to continue this throughout the end of the year. And truly, it is our heart and our goal that we would just tear down all lofty arguments that have raised themselves up against God in our lives. The things that we've believed that has kept us anchored to things that are less than Jesus. Amen. So this morning, if you're taking notes from my note takers act, come on. I don't want to miss the sweet tenderness of this moment. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we're getting in the word of God. The title of my message this morning for week two of Live No Lies is abide abide it's really easy to spell abide this morning we're gonna look at a parable that jesus is preaching to his disciples if you're ready with your bible say i'm ready we're coming out of john 15 1 through 10. who's actually got a bible in the place Ooh, you're my favorite people i'm sorry everybody else i know i'm not supposed to show partiality but if you come in with an actual bible we're gonna be friends okay but John fifteen one through 10, if you don't have one, no worries, we're still friends. It'll be up on the Sky Bible. Sound good? And give it up for Mikey. It's his first day back there. Uh, Michael on Sky Bible. Come on, somebody. Man, when there's a need, people are stepping up and they're learning and they're growing. And uh, Mikey, you're the man, dude. John 15, 1 through 10, here it is. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and they are thrown into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So we're going to pray, but we're going to see what the Lord will do. Sound good? Father God. Father God, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to be found in your house. In your house with your people, singing you worship, bringing you praise and adoration. Father God, there is nowhere else we would rather be this morning. There's no greater comfort than your Holy Spirit. There's no greater friend than Jesus. There's no better advocate that could plead our case throughout the week than Lord Jesus sitting on the mercy throne saying, Father... Give me more time with him. God, we are so grateful for your son, Jesus. We are so grateful to be in the house of God. So come wash us with your word. Come renew us with your spirit. Come and have your way in this place, God. Do what only you can do today. God, I just hear you saying, I still want to save sinners. God, I hear you saying, I still want to heal bodies. God, you're saying to a church full of people right now that you are still God and we are still in desperate need of you and so you still want to mend marriages. You still want to restore broken hearts. God, you still want to call us out of our villages that we have been hiding in in obscurity and you want to use us to do a mighty work to bring you glory and you alone. I hear you saying right now, God, that you're still God. And we still aren't. So come and have your way. And let us leave this place more like you today. In Jesus' mighty name of Faithful Church said, amen. Abide. 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 I am going to say it from the rooftops. I'm going to say it from this platform. I'm going to say that word as long as I can, as long as the good Lord lets me until it is on the inside of every single thing that I do on this earth. Abide. If you want to abide today, would you just say abide? Would you just declare abide today? Would you just shout it like you want it more than anything today? Abide! Abide, abide, abide. I love this portion of scripture. I love Lord Jesus. And here today we are about tearing down lies and tearing down strongholds. Are we not? Who is interested in the freedom that only comes by way of Jesus Christ? Abide. You see, being the 31-year-old hip-hop enthusiast that I am. Every single week, I try to come up with some sort of message, some sort of title, some sort of... uh, thing that the hip-hop community calls bars uh i like something that just resonates some sort of one-liner something that you can take away with you i like a message title that has some meat around it that we can dissect i like to give you something that you can chew on and think on the rest of the week and i and i thought about this scripture and i kept just going over it in my prayer and in my studies as i'm learning and as i'm preparing a message and i was like oh we're gonna abide and thrive right right You know? And then I was like, Yo, no, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. We're going to abide or we're going to strive, you know? Get my best, like, southern Billy Graham on right here. Rod Parsley up in this mug. Like, whom I love, by the way. Rod Parsley is the man. Changed my life as a young guy. Anyways, uh, but those are the things that I was coming up with. And the Lord just kept speaking to me. Matt, that's how he gets after me. He says my name very cringy because i make him cringe <laughs> he's like ah oh, it's my boy i chose him my bad uh just kidding abide or thrive abide or strive and as i was coming up with these things i was like oh this is gonna be great i could really get my best preaching going during this i could just i could get it going right we could be so hyped we could be so amazing instagram clips and changing the world and it would be amazing right abide and thrive abide or strive like imagine abide or strive are you kidding me come on with somebody you're either going to live for God or you're going to die as you, right? You're either going to give God glory or it's going to get gory. you got to abide or you're going to strive. Like I could have preached the house down. Someone's like, that's good preaching. <laughs> it's going to, you're going to give God glory or it's going to get gory. Come on, somebody. That's good preaching, right? That's a fine message right there. That would have been okay. That would have been all right. That would have been these, as the kids are saying. I don't know what the kids are saying anymore. hope it's Jesus. Uh, I'm officially the old guy. Great. Abide, abide, abide. And as I was preparing this message, the Lord just kept saying to me, Matt, I have no interest in you being a tool to build more lies. And I was like, I had to sit with that for a minute. I was like, that sounds theologically correct to me. Like, if I'm going to abide, then I'm going to thrive, right? And, and if I'm not going to abide, then I'm going to strive. Like, that sounds correct. And, Matt, again, I say I'm not interested in you being a tool to build lies. I want you to be an instrument to install truth. And I realize as the church we've got to do a better job of not being tools to build lies but instruments to install truth. How many of you know in a world full of tools, building lies, we need some instruments that are going to install truth? And he said that to me, and I'm like, Lord, why? Why would abide and thrive or abide and strive? Like, why would this be wrong? And he was like, well, let's take abide and thrive first, Matt. Abide and thrive would be wrong because abide and thrive actually installs, it actually builds, it actually makes another lie because suddenly you take this sacred, amazing calling on your life. Why I hung Jesus on a tree was so that you could abide in me and I with you. But when you say abide and thrive, suddenly... It goes from abiding with God to abiding so we can get from God. Suddenly we go from abiding with God, that's the purpose, is to be with God, and we adulterate. That's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm saying. We give an adulterated version of it, and suddenly we go from We go from partnership to prostitution. We go from marriage to malpractice. Right? Because suddenly, this amazing, sacred, holy thing that you and I are called to do Christ in me, I in Christ, abide in me. I'm going to abide in you. Abide in me. Abide in me. Not so you can get, not so that your dreams can be accomplished, not so that your hopes will be fulfilled, abide with me for the sacred blessing of being with me. Abide and thrive. Suddenly, I am bringing in my old fallen nature, my own fallen ideas, my own fallen opinions, my own falling wants, needs, and desires. And I am saying, I am going to abide in God so I can get from God. While God is saying, Don't abide in me to get from me. Abide in me to be with me. Man, I'm not interested in you being a tool to build more lies in these people. I want you to be an instrument to install truth. Yeah, God, but what about, what about the truth then? Man, if we're not abiding in you, surely we're going to strive apart from you. And he's like, yeah, it sounds good, Matt. It sounds real good it would have worked in the Bible Belt, but it ain't going to work in West Michigan when it's one of the most unchurched places. Even though there's so many churches in Grand Rapids, it's unchurched because there's not a whole lot of the church. Ain't going to work here, Matt. It's good preaching. It's a good Twitter clip. That's good. But why would you try and build faith on fear? Run that by me one more time, King Jesus. Like, <laughs> like you need to tell me, you need to explain to me your theology, God. And he's like, man, we don't build faith based on fear, we build faith based on faith. So, why would we ever preach a message that says, abide or strive? As if somehow we're going to fearfully put people into submission that we're going to fearfully indoctrinate people into giving, that we're fearfully going to, you know what I'm saying? The church has had enough of it. There's been too much of that already. If I hear one more person say, give me $1,000 and you will be healed so I can get a G6 I-5 airplane, whatever it's called, so I can fly and go do more conferences, I'm going to freak out, okay? If a preacher says, give me money so I can buy an airplane, don't. Simple? Okay, got it. But now, but now we've taken abide or strive, and again, we've taken it from abiding so I could be with God and going, now I'm going to abide so I don't have to strive apart from God. And again, I say, God did not send his one and only, perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb, Son, Jesus, die on a cross for our sins, because we live in a generation that we want to X out sin, and we'd rather put hopes and dreams, desires, influence, TikTok, whatever. business, marriage, minivan, pick fence, all these things. God, you died so my mortal dreams can be established here and now. Praise God. He didn't die. He didn't have to strive. He died so you could be with him. The presence of Jesus is greater than the struggle you're facing. The presence of Jesus is greater than the struggle that you're in. The presence of Jesus will overwhelm every situation and circumstance that you find yourself in if something is going against you well praise God for the presence of Jesus that you are abiding in and he is abiding in you because our Bible says what the enemy meant for evil the Lord will work for our good and so I just found myself this week needing to remind myself as I am preparing this message, as I'm studying these words, as I'm looking at what abiding means, as I'm seeing what Jesus was saying to his disciples in this moment, that is the audience here, his disciples. And I just had to remind myself, Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful for you. Lord Jesus, I am so grateful for you. I am a abundantly aware that not only Do you add to my life and build my life and make it better than it could ever be But I am abundantly acutely aware of your awe and your majesty and your beauty and who you are It is an honor if you never did another thing in my life But you still died on this cross so that you and I could have relationship You can have the house You can have the church You can have my reputation You can have it all. If you never do another thing, you can have it all because you've already done enough. I just want to abide in Lord Jesus. I just want to abide in Lord Jesus. But we fall so often into the lie, into the snare, into the trap. Live no lies. So often we have lied ourselves into this belief. I heard this my entire Christian journey so far. It has never stopped. There's always some ignorant person proclaiming this. They're like, I just want to go deeper. I just want to be more authentic. No, when you say you want to be authentic, you just want to be able to sin and get away with it. I just want to be real and honest. My struggles, here's where I am. No. That's not someone who wants to live and die for Jesus. That's someone who just wants everyone to be okay with how they're living and with Jesus. We have this moment in Christianity right now where we are believing the lie and saying, you know what, I just want to go deeper, and I just want to swirl, and I just want some real and authentic, like, messages, you know? I just want to go deep. There's always that loud P at the end of deep as well. I just want to go deep. Yeah, I was like, a P isn't a word, bro. It's not even a letter. And then there's always some shh at the end of the prayer. Anyways. And suddenly, we have this idea that Jesus is juvenile that Jesus is JV, but we're ready to play varsity, that Jesus is is junior year, but we're ready to graduate to senior year with the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is somehow high school, but there's a university that we're trying to get to. There's a career on the other side of Jesus. You see, we have fooled ourselves. We've fooled an entire generation with the lie That Jesus is inadequate and that Jesus isn't enough. That Jesus is just the doorway into a greater reality. Friends, Jesus is not the doorway into a greater reality. Jesus is the door. He's the house. He's the city. He's the hill that is built on. He's the entire world. Jesus isn't the gateway to a greater reality. Jesus is the greater reality. Amen? He is the greater reality. Friends, you and I, we don't get to a place on our sanctification process where we graduate beyond Jesus. We will never arrive at a place on our journey where we graduate Jesus. As if Jesus, his life, his teachings, his example is beneath us. I'm just beyond the Jesus' message. The entire axis of the universe is Jesus and we're beyond him. Friends, Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the goal. Jesus is what we are shooting for. Jesus is the aim. He is the target. He is the bullseye. Jesus is the greater reality. Jesus is the model for the human being. Jesus is the model for what a human being in total relationship with God and under complete authority of the Holy Spirit can look like it's not just his goodness to his widows it's not just the goodness to the children it's not just the goodness to the poor or the morality of which he speaks it is the power that comes along with him it is the life and death and the power of the tongues it is the ability to lay on hands to deliver demons it is all of it Jesus is the model and this is what you and I we are welcomed into This is what we are called to abide in. This is what God has made available to every single one of us. If I'm preaching to anybody this morning, is this the Jesus you want to abide in? Come on, somebody. It's amazing to me. Abide in me. I abide in you. The king of the universe. I get him wanting me to have something to do with him. What I don't understand is him wanting to have something to do with me. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you should have something to do with me. I get that. What I don't get is that he's actually saying, I want to do something with you. I want to be just as much in you as I want you in me. What? What? how good is king jesus but here we are when we go abide and thrive or abide and strive we go from partnership spiritual partnership to spiritual prostitution and if we're going to go and abide or strive and those are our two options in this life we take being with jesus from a marriage to a spiritual marriage we are the bride of christ we take it from being in a spiritual marriage to blatantly spiritual malpractice. Y'all know what spiritual you know malpractice is, right? When something goes terribly wrong. And, yeah. Where there's some sort of outcome that was intended when they went in, but due to the surgeon's inadequacies or complications or whatever it may be, blatant just ignorance over the human body, something happens and it results in you being worse off than you were when you came in, most of the time, dead. And so when Jesus is inviting us in to abide in him, so often we believe the lie that we're the patient, or that we're the doctor and not the patient. Right? Because here's this brilliant, here's this brilliant, uh, I know this is heavy. Are we still good? The Lord has more to say today. Is that okay? So we get into the scripture right here, and Jesus, he really, he starts off. He goes, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, and you are the branches. And just before this moment and just after this moment, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And so here we are. It starts off this whole conversation where Jesus plays or Jesus labels out all of the players. Jesus says, I'm the vine. You are my branches of whom I reach the world with. Our Father God, He is the vine dresser. The Holy Spirit, He is what runs through us, connecting us all. He is the nutrients. And the Word of God is the sustenance of which feeds you. The man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the lips of God. So here's the players. And the reason it's important to know that in 2021 going into 2022 is because we will fool ourselves into time and time again believing that not only are we the branch, but we're the vine dresser. Won't we? Oh, man, we love to do it. And God hates to see it. We love to do it. God hates to see it because we love to live in such a time and place where we're suddenly as human beings, not even just Christians, but human beings, we are in the illusion, and illusion is just a lie. We live in such a time and a place where we think that we are equipped enough to dress ourselves, to correct ourselves, to clean ourselves, and to prune ourselves Ourselves aren't we? That's the kind of day and age that we live in, right? We got a whole mantra about it can't tell me nothing. And that's the generation we live in right now. Can't tell me nothing generation. Nobody evaluates me more than I evaluate me. And we tell ourselves, no, I challenge myself, I correct myself, I clean myself. I, no one's more self aware than I am. I'm sorry. The chief goal of Christianity isn't that you would be more self-aware, it's that you'd be more Savior-aware. The chief goal of Christianity, friends, of abiding, isn't that we would be more self-aware, more aware of our flaws, more aware of our shortcomings, more aware of our strengths, more aware of where we fit in. Save your astronomy, astrology, and your Enneagram. Save your strength finder, save it all. Because the chief end of Christianity isn't that you would be self-aware. It's that you would be Savior-aware. Oh, man, that, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I want to, I want to get better. And I, and I need to, and I need to work on changing myself and cleaning myself and all of these things. And we love that. We love that. Growth is good. Amen. Somebody say growth is good. And we're going to get there growth is good but friends when we think the Otis falls on us to clean ourselves to better ourselves to make move of ourselves when we think that falls that responsibility, that mantle falls on our shoulders all we do All we do is move God slowly off his throne and position ourselves comfortably on it. You couldn't clean yourself up enough for God. I couldn't clean myself up enough for God. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. And abiding in him is the only way that we get clean. But you see, we... We get so excited for this, right? We're like, we're like, yeah, come, God, change me, challenge me. See, so many of us, we live a life where we think we're the ones in charge of our change, in charge of the cleaning, in charge of the pruning. And so when that happens, suddenly what we do is we actually go more into self-indulgent behaviors. They just change the name, they just change the tune, but it's the same thing. You doing what you want to do. But God's in there going, I'm sorry. You don't look like a vine dresser. You're not even a fine dresser. Come on, come on. You don't even look like the vine. You're a branch. we get in our heads we're like yeah i'm getting cleaned up i got the glow up i'm ready to blow up right like that's how we live we treat christianity like we're going to winter jam i got my winter jam clothes i got my conference clothes oh i'm gonna look so good for pastor i'm gonna look so good for people i don't even know and girls i don't like like glow up Ooh. but that's how we that's ridiculous right Thanks, babe. But that's how we treat this whole thing called growth. That's how we treat this whole thing called being a branch. That's how we treat this whole thing called abiding. We are interested in enough change to impress those around us, but not enough change to look like the God that resides and lives within us. If I had gun noises, I'd give them off. If I had them, that's pop, pop. Because friends, cleaning up, glow up, those are really nice words. Those sound really great, don't they? Cleaning up and glowing up are really great, uh, is it synonyms, right? Synonyms for pruning. Thanks, Kayla. Catching me here. But pruning isn't just cleaning. Pruning isn't just a glow-up you see when God prunes he first takes away before he adds on the only glow-up we're interested in is the cover-up come on ladies where are you at where are my cover girls whoo right 90s no okay fine moving on we're all interested in the cover-up because we want to cover up all of this. We don't want you to see this. We don't want the Lord to see this. We just want to look more like the vine while still being a branch. Because the chief end of God's pruning is that you would look more like the vine Jesus than the branch of you. That the world will see less of a branch and more of Jesus. Amen? That's the chief end of pruning. But we don't want that. We'd rather remain a branch but look like a vine and do what we want. But God's like... No, 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 no. Literally, Hebrew says, God disciplines, God prunes the ones he loves. But we believe the lie so often that if I'm going unchallenged in my relationship with God, oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, what's the Lord teaching you? That I'm awesome! Yeah, what's he been showing you in the word of God? That I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm the head, not the tail. Let's go. He is for me, not against me. He's making a way where there was no way. Woo, Matt's the man. Ah, you're a great branch. Champ. We believe the lie that if we are going unchallenged and unchanged, then we must be in a really good place with God. The truth of the gospel of Jesus, the fruit of abiding is pruning. The fruit of abiding is found in the pruning. The fruit of abiding, somebody hear me today, is found in the pruning. We got a lot of Christians today that we're going, and I'm one of them, right? I want every spiritual gift that God has made available to me. But you know what I don't want? every spiritual fruit that God wants to see in me. Why? Because the gifts of the Spirit only come by pruning of the Father. The fruit of the Spirit only comes by way of the pruning of the Father. So we live in a time right now, come on somebody, pruning is the fruit of abiding. And we go, I want to speak of tongues, I want to shakabuka a heel, I want to see the Lord do amazing things in my life. And yes we do, and yes we believe in that. And it's for today to not die with the last apostles. Cancer can still leave when a Christian lays hands, amen? We want to see it. But we don't want to exercise peace, love, patience, long-suffering. Watch our mouth, see how we talk to our spouse, understand that life and death are in the power of tongues. We don't want that. We want the fun stuff, the highlight stuff, the amazing stuff. We want to look like the vine. But we don't want to live like the vine. (laughs) So here we are. Here we are. The lie that we believe so often. We want every gift of the Spirit, but we will run from the development of the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit only comes by the pruning of the Father. Matt, that sounds like a harsh Jesus. I really just, I want the Jesus that's just like, come as you are. I want the Jesus that says, I love you just as I found you. And that's good, and that's great, and I celebrate that, and we do want that. The problem with that is that Jesus doesn't simply just love you as you are, but Jesus loves you as you are, and you know this. We've all heard this. It's on bumper stickers, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. He doesn't just love you as you are he loves you too much to leave you as he found you amen that's how good our God is friends if you are living a life without pruning perhaps we need to take a look and see if we are still yet abiding are we still abiding because see jesus he lays out the players in the scripture right abide in me i'll abide in you our father the vine dresser we are not the vine dresser i'm sorry as good as we are and as talented as we may be and as awesome as we are we are not whom all blessings flow we're the ones in need of the flowing. We're the ones in need of being attached. We're the ones in need of being grafted in, of abiding. We are the ones that needs to be in Christ while having Christ also found in us. Friends, if you are living a life without pruning, I would ask you today, are you honestly abiding? Bless you. Because here's the deal, right? (laughs) So many of us, We go on unmet challenges. We go where we are unable to be changed, where no one can challenge us. We are our best evaluators. Friends, there is someone who evaluates you better than you evaluate you. His name is God. He is the vine dresser, and he is the one tasked with cleaning you up and presenting you pure and blameless. Friends, pruning... Pruning isn't cleaning, and pruning isn't the glow-up. Pruning is the gateway for growth. Again, God only takes away so that he can add on. He never adds on before he takes away. He prunes those he loves so something new could grow in its place. The idea of a glow-up or a cleaning sounds nice. It sounds good. It sounds so sweet. Lord Jesus, he just wraps me up. No. He comes at you with a scalpel called His Word of God. And while His surgery is gentle, it is purposeful. Because, friends, real growth only comes by way of pruning man, we're interested in growing big people here. And if we're gonna grow big people here, then there's gotta be people who are willing to give themselves over to the pruning. Father, what is in me that shouldn't be there? You see, friends, pruning is painful. Doesn't that suck? (laughs) Pruning is painful. You see, it's painful when you're in a season and God says, you know what? Hey, your voice Your opinion, your ideas, they're actually not needed in this season. Well, I got a lot to say about what's going on. It's not needed in this season. Lord, Lord, they need to hear, and you need to hear me. You know, like when your parents are like, I'll deal with your sister. I'm going to deal with you first. That's exactly how the Lord is. I know that one very well from my childhood. No, your opinions your thoughts your your ideas no, no no they're not needed right now they need to be let go when God says you need to lay down your thoughts your ideas your words your voice your opinion when he prunes those away it's only so that what he adds on what he grows in you will sound more like him God will prune away your voice. God will prune away your opinion. God will prune away your platform. God will prune away anything until it looks like, sounds like, acts like, and be more like him. He's not interested in the branch remaining a branch. He's interested in the branch looking more like the vine. Some would say it's divine. Thank you. what's Jesus say next? (laughs) Father's the vine dresser. You are the branches. And then he says this, every branch that does not bear fruit will be cut off, picked up, and thrown into a fire. That's not intended to scare you, to instill fear in you. Once again, we break fear down. We only build On faith what's interesting to me is that by how God has set up the known and understood universe if you're alive you should be producing if you're alive you should be producing so question if you claim to be abiding but your life doesn't have any fruit to show for it, what's happening? Answer. It is entirely possible, entirely possible, that you could have the presentation of abiding, but if you're showing no fruit, could it be that you are simply attached? Could it be, maybe? That you are simply attached abide in me as i abide in you what's attachment where he abides on you but he ain't really in you where you're kind of on him but this thing ain't symbiotic Like, like i like i'm kind of attached to jesus i'm next to jesus i roll with jesus but he don't really roll with me you see the difference it's entirely possible to be a branch that is still attached yet have no life within you it's called a dead branch a dead branch can fully be attached To the tree. It could be attached to the vine. It could be attached to its structure, to what it came from. But somewhere along the way, that branch, it stopped abiding. It stopped living. It stopped being alive. It stopped producing. And it died. And friends, Lord Jesus hates death. Lord Jesus hates death. Lord Jesus, He hates death. Lord Jesus hates when a Christian is bright and then they go dim. When they're dim and then they go out. Lord Jesus hates when this happens. And so he says he gathers up those branches and he will throw those into a fire. And as he's, as he's preaching this message, Jesus, again, his audience is his disciples. Disciples being, meaning the disciples are those already disciplined in the ways of Jesus. And Jesus, he's saying this and he goes, but you, but you, you are already cleaned. You are already cleaned. By the word of God that I have spoken to you and I just feel right now that we need to pause for a second and there's someone in here this morning there's a woman in here specifically this morning and this has echoed inside of me all morning long understand this you are already clean whomever that woman is, I don't know your history, I don't know what was taken from you, I don't know what they did to you, I don't know your story, but what I do know is the one who is intimately aware of your story. In the same word that he said to his disciples, he is saying to you in this room right now, young woman, don't you spend any more time With that dirt, I have already cleaned you by the word I have spoken over you. I also believe there's a young man in the room this morning whose intellectual self will not allow him to quit thinking about the dirt in his life. Intellectual young man whom grace rarely makes sense to you know this is you. I'm using all of your language, all the things that bop around inside of your, he- your head late at night. You know I'm speaking to you right now. Your dirt is already with the rest of the dirt. It is on the ground and therefore beneath the feet of Jesus and therefore beneath the feet of you. Your history has been clear. It has been held against Jesus. You are clean in Jesus' mighty name. Will you praise him real quick? Praise him. You already cleaned worship crew. You can make your way up here. You see, (laughs) it would be such a shame, such a shame, if Christians decided that we could live attached, if attachment was good enough. Attachment isn't relationship. Attachment is simply proximity. Proximity. Proximity doesn't mean there's love. Proximity doesn't mean there's acceptance. Proximity doesn't mean that there's change. Proximity doesn't mean that God is as active in your life as he hopes to be. As he hung Jesus on the cross, he had a greater desire than just mere attachment to you or you to him. He wants to be in you, and he wants you to be in him. God's goal isn't that you would remain attached. It's that you would abide. I'm going preach to anybody this morning. You see, we're not content with living lies anymore. You see, Jesus in this moment, he says, I want you to abide in me, and I want to abide in you. Hear me today. The same words he said to the disciples. Apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. Well, Pastor Matt, what do you mean? Yeah, just let the just let the pad rock. Don't worry about it, guys. Just let the pad rock. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Pastor Matt, that doesn't make any sense. Look at our world, look at people, look at success, look at what's happening outside. Loads of things happen without Jesus loads of things happen without jesus if we're not careful we will fool ourselves into believing something of real significance can take place apart from jesus when jesus is saying nothing of true significance can happen apart from me but if you are a part of me hear me today true significance can happen apart from me it's temporal apart from me it will fail apart from me it will fall apart you can construct the biggest beautiful business empire relationship self-image you can build this amazing thing unto yourself but that's just it it's unto yourself You can even be attached to Jesus and still build unto yourself. You can still be close to Jesus and build unto yourself. There's another level, friends. You can still attempt to build something significant, but it has a beginning. It has an ending. And it ends and it begins with you. And it dies with you. If it begins with you, it will die with you. But if it begins with Jesus... How many of you know if it begins with Jesus, it has eternal significance? I'm not preaching to anybody this morning. Look at your life. Jesus says, apart from me, apart from me, away from me, separate from me, attached on me, Christian views on Facebook, whatever. It's a Christian organization, but it's really about me. It can be attached to me without really being a part of me. but when I abide in you and you abide in me here's what Jesus says friends please rise to your feet as we get ready to worship one last time Jesus says this (laughs) Jesus says if you abide in me and I abide in you you can ask for anything then I'll be happy to do it he says in this way my father is glorified and God is all about getting his just glory isn't he and so suddenly, suddenly, our actions and our thoughts and our desires and our motives they go from self-serving to savior serving. How can I serve Jesus and how I speak to my spouse? How can I serve Jesus and what I look at on the internet? How can I serve Jesus and what I put in? How can I serve Jesus in what I build? Oh, I believe I'm here to radically reform culture. Well, how can I serve Jesus and not just Matt? How can I serve Jesus in my business and not just Matt? How can I serve Jesus and how I love my spouse, how I show mercy, how I worship? How can I serve Jesus? Suddenly, when you understand, when you abide in him and he abides in you, everything you do isn't done unto yourself, but it's done unto eternal significance. Suddenly, your dojo becomes your church. Suddenly, your gym becomes your church. Suddenly, your truck that you deliver furniture in becomes your church. Suddenly, the Amazon flex car becomes your worship place. Suddenly, suddenly, everything you do, your dinner table, it's an altar for the Lord. Suddenly, your marriage. It's a reflection of how Jesus loves the church. Suddenly, when you abide and you refuse to simply be attached, but you enter in with everything you have, you can ask for anything. Whatever God is in, you can ask God to be a part of. Whatever God is for, you can begin to ask God for. Whatever God is doing, you can ask to be doing. Wherever God is going, you can ask to be where he's going. Friends, suddenly, everything, every breath you take, every move you make, how you raise your kids, to how you speak to your spouse, to the fights that you engage in, the fights you don't, everything in your life, when you begin abiding in Christ it has eternal significance hear me every branch that doesn't produce fruit will be thrown into the fire not producing fruit then you are not alive and you are not abiding you are therefore a dead branch sit with that for a second if you're not producing you're not living if you're not abiding you're just attached hear me today If you took an honest evaluation from the Father, not from yourself, if the vine dresser came through and told you how you were really dressed, how you were really clean, how you were really put together, how you were really doing this thing, would he say you're alive or would he say you're dead? Would he say you're abiding or that you have an attachment? Friends, there is one thing I know beyond anything else that I know. One thing I know, surefire as I stand here in front of you today, there is one thing I know, that Jesus hates death. But God Almighty, does Jesus love a resurrection? Oh, that's not a response. I said Jesus hates death but he loves a good old-fashioned, I once was dead, but now I live resurrection. Praise him in this place. Why? Because no matter where you find yourself on this fatherly evaluation, oh, if you're a branch that wants to be a vine, it's time to resurrect. Amen? come on somebody if you were dead but you want to live it's time for a resurrection if you could not see now you will be open God it's all about resurrection amen so we're gonna sing a song called Egypt we're gonna sing a song called Egypt right now and if you have been dead Start abiding. If you've been attached, start abiding. If you're in need, start abiding. If you're doing great and you and God are good, start abiding. Amen. He and you, me and him, all of it together. Amen. I love that we serve the God of the resurrection and the life. So today, We got one message, and it has one word in its title, and it is the call of God in every single one of us right now, no matter what we've looked like before this. Let's abide. Come on, praise Him!